Travis ruined my bit about eating dick. episode of WTF Anime. I am your host, Joe, and joining me, bound by hellish contract to talk about anime for the rest of his miserable life, is Travis. <laughs> Hi, Travis. Hey! How's it going? Hello, boys and ghouls! <laughs> <laughs> if, if we're both oh, gonna shit. be... be- <laughs> Be hammy assholes. Let's just do it all the way. <laughs> well, I was going to change it up for like every intro. Like next time, I'm going to be Boris Karlov. Um, <laughs> terrible hokey Halloween voices. It's WCF anime. That show that people seem to like for some reason. <laughs> I don't get it either. But uh, you know, after a little bit of a hiatus, uh, through the magic of gin, the power of beer, and uh, strong friendship, we're back. Woo! Yeah. Uh, and it's it's the spoopiest of months. So we're going to be talking about Halloween-themed anime, not necessarily horror anime, because as I'll get onto in a sec, what's the most terrifying thing I could possibly put you through, Travis? The most terrifying thing uh, is fan service bullshit and harem animes. <laughs> the correct answer is suggestions from our listeners oh and uh that's what that's what this however many episodes we do this halloween bit for is gonna be all the suggestions that uh listeners have brought up which i might have watched some of them oh good good uh who's this uh, who who suggested this one so this one comes from us to for uh, hmm, mm, from uh, yep words Portia Reynolds at Darkskindaria on Twitter, who wanted us to look at Soul Eater. So I picked episode one because if I didn't, Travis would be impossibly confused. Um, I feel like that's completely right. And uh, she live tweets like a boss. Favorite, one of my favorite live tweeters of our show, which is fantastic. It makes me so happy when I see her do her thing. <laughs> yep. Would big, recommend, big yes. Big fan, 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, do a, do a podcast and uh, get posted it, to live tweet it, it's because it's, it's a lot of fun. Unfortunately uh, for Portia, I'm not going to get to squee about her with Krona, uh, because they weren't in this episode. Krona, for Travis who doesn't know, is the best character. You know what? I've got a strong feeling I know who the worst character is, though. And that's fine. I've at least identified one of the major two ends of the arc. So there we go. Yeah. 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 So you anyways, understand the spectrum. Uh, did you mention? Yeah, you mentioned Soul Eater. Yes, episode one. I don't know. I'm full. Of, I'm full <coughs> of gin. I don't care. Yes, Travis. At this point. <laughs> yes, Travis. Did. I did so announce the name of the anime. So we start off with narration. Everyone's favorite thing. Uh, so we get a girl's voice saying, A sound soul dwells within a sound body and a sound mind. 
and then we launch into an explanation of high school, but it's Monster Hunt in high school. Founded by none other than death. Literal like, death. Like, literal death. You know, and I don't understand, this is a point that I'm going to have to bring up. Why does death have a high school to hunt demons? Why does death give a fuck? Demons kill people. It's kind of his thing is just claim the souls, right? That's what death traditionally does. I mean, I'm just... Okay, I'm I'm just gonna fuck off on the death point, but you know it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> but he's goofy and silly. Yeah, let's talk about that. Like, death is drawn to save animation money. That is literally like he is literally just like, hey, I'm a still character that a voice comes out of. Ugh. Death is drawn for goofs, and I will not hear otherwise. That's what you want to. He is drawn for goofs that way, and. They do have a weird style about them where the actual action sequences are clean and, and anime, but they have a very other art style that they go with that's very much cutesy. Like the moon. The moon is drawn cutesy in this, too. Is that cute? It's like the cutest savage moon you've ever seen. <laughs> it's literally dripping blood from its mouth. I can do that cutely. You don't know. I think I may need to see evidence of this. <laughs> but this this brings up an interesting point about death. Uh, did you watch the English or Japanese version? I watched the English version. Did you recognize who voices death from the one other anime that you actually know the about? The one other... I know more about... Come on, man. How many... I don't even know how many episodes we're in at this point. Uh, Thir 31. 31? Or 30, depending on the order of recording stuff. Okay, so I know about... At least thirty different animes. Actually, twenty nine. Are we counting? Are we not counting our Alan Sells uh, side project within the scope of the the WTF family? Doesn't really matter. I, I was just hoping that you get it. But it's the same voice as the Undertaker from Black Butler. Is it? Oh man! It is. It's just way. No, he's pretty upbeat too. Once he gets going. <laughs> just not as British. Yeah, just not as British. Uh, I gotta say, I did not hate the voice acting at all. Like, I loved the, the English dub of this. It was good. It was real good. It's super fun. Yeah. Um. Speaking of which, uh, one of my favorites, at least for this episode, because, you know, I don't get to see, apparently as far as Joe has watched in this series, plays the best shitty teen. <laughs> <laughs> he's a pretty good shitty teen we're not quite there yet because we have the introduction of this is this school where we train things but enough of that it's time to get to work and then we hit the opening yep. which is rad as hell okay so the opening i'm gonna put it out here my favorite my absolute favorite part of this was actually the outro because that japanese punk rock was rad as fuck but <laughs> uh that said, the intro to me was, like, the most stereotypical, like, this is what an anime song opening should sound like, was to me. Because like, the, the music, the visuals weren't, like, big, flashy, impressive. It showed us a little bit of the cutesy art style. It showed some of the clean action sequence art style. But the music just didn't hook me. It was it was not for me. It, it just felt very generic to me. That's fine. You're, you're allowed to be wrong. The, the main contents of the opening is... Here are all the fun, wacky characters you're you're gonna get to see eventually in this show. Look at them hanging out, eating food. Oh, there's a naked woman. A lot of stuff that, like, obviously 
watching this one episode, you can note characters and be like, that's this person, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of extra stuff that's for the rest of this, I guess, season until they change the opening. Like, here are some of the other things you're going to see. Like, nothing real spoiler territory. It's just kind of giving each of them a lamplight, particularly focusing on Marker and Soul, who we get in this episode. Yes. Um, you know what? The opening immediately made me think of, uh, oh, what's the name of the anime? My kids watch it, and I've walked into the room like, hey, what are you guys watching? And they like Assassination Classroom. And I immediately draw parallels to the weird smiley face head dean and death. Because you can both mm-hmm. tell that they're supposed to be like ultimate badasses, but they're drawn as a goof. Yep, yep. Uh, and that's, that's, that's Assassination Classroom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. uh, Smiley face uh, Dean or whatever, or principal or whatever the hell he was, uh, clearly going to be a badass somewhere in this, but is drawn real dumb as a goof. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Anyways, that that's Travis's relating one anime to another corner, and we can move on. (laughs) (laughs) So the actual episode kicks off with. Jack the Ripper murdering people. Is this supposed to be Victorian times? Because it doesn't feel like Victorian times. No. A few of, like, the generic bad guys, like, just have... Not even parody names, just literal names of evil people. There's Jack the Ripper in this episode. The next episode has Al Capone. Oh, and, and we're, we're rolling through with Japan just like, I don't know, just name it something. Jacuzzi, little jacuzzi, I'm still out there rooting for you, buddy. Ah, uh, jacuzzi. <laughs> oh, my sweet boy. My sweet boy jacuzzi. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, we we kind of get like our first look at the actual art style without like the CGI opening scene and the opening credit. I fucking love the art style in this. I love like the way characters' faces are drawn, like action is drawn, and the use of shadows is just crazy. Especially in this opening bit where Marker and Soul are completely in shadow before they just murk Jack the Ripper. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll say that they did do a good job on the, the shadow work there, and it I like that the action sequences they didn't take any shortcuts. Like when they're fighting it's not flashing lights and quick, poorly drawn, this guy's moving really fast animation bullshit tricks that we all know, I mean, when you were a little kid, that was like the most impressive thing, but I'm not a little kid anymore. I just, I just see what you saved your, your, your animation budget. That's what you were doing. You were saving your animation budget and still kind of trying to pull out a thing. But nope, not this. Uh, it is pretty full action sequences for the most part. Uh, death is where they save their money. When we're talking to death, that is that is the episode's cost-saving measures. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Well, mm, I disagree. Oh, so we get okay. introduced to what is a Kishin, which is basically like demon who murders people and then their soul is bad. Yep. Um, which is, uh, uh, we're still on Jack the Ripper right here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so Jack is a Keishin, which, you know, he likes to kill people and eat their souls now. That's what he do. <laughs> so in turn, our heroes have to kill him and eat his soul. Yeah. 
By the way, can I say the the actual eating of a soul animation? That just looks like it's real unpleasant to put down. <laughs> uh, soul seems like it's real yeah. thick and kind of viscous when you chew it up. Just based on the animation. And don't get me wrong, uh, Soul seems to really dig on it. But, oh man, that is, that is, that is like drinking yogurt that's past its prime kind of level thickness is what what i'm envisioning yogurt that you have to chew yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we we get a lot of exposition this episode shockingly with it being the first episode basically the gist is they have to collect 99 kishin souls and kill and eat a witch soul yes and we kind of get this repeated a couple times which uh, can be frustrating yeah. at times because you get it from Marcus saying, oh, sick, we collected our 99th soul. Yeah, good thing we collected our 99th soul. And then they call up death on a window, yeah. which I love. And he's like, oh, good job on collecting your 99th Kishin soul. Remember, you have to get that witch soul. We need to get that witch soul now. Gee, it feels like a freaking infomercial for a minute. Like... <laughs> Like, they're trying to sell you on the collecting of souls. Just 99 souls. 99! 99 souls! Souls are going fast. Buy our 99 souls and get a witch one for free. There we go. <laughs> That's my infomercial voice. It's a good It's a good voice. It's a good voice. Not, like, forever talk, <laughs> but for that minute, you're good. So at this point, we get introduced to the worst character in Soul Eater. Uh, yeah, this is, uh... <laughs> This is literally a trash pile that they they gave a voice to, which they shouldn't have. And that would be Maka's dad, who happens to be a death scythe. Yeah, with with them talking about a lot, we glossed over. But you have to like, eat like all of these souls, and then you can become a death scythe, which is basically you become a weapon for death. Yeah, cool. Um, I think we glossed over the fact that Maka and Soul that Soul himself actually physically becomes a weapon. Oh yeah, I guess we didn't talk about that because, like, you know, that's just what happens in this show. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. So, yeah. So Soul actually physically becomes a scythe. And when I saw this transformation start to happen at first, I wasn't sure what was happening. And I thought he just turned his whole entire arm into a blade. And I thought I was about to watch the worst fight sequence ever, where a guy just had random arm blade that he swung ineffectually at a thing. <laughs> Because that's how it appears. But then he, he does the full convert over into a scythe and Maka wields him. So we're setting up like a magical girl trope almost. But it's different because it's a boy-girl pairing where boy is weapon, girl is wielder. Seems to be the uh, the status quo of how this works for the most part. Because uh, Maka's mom gets mentioned in this upcoming scene that we're trying to talk about the worst character. But uh, she was also a wielder of a death scythe. Yep. Yeah. Who was Maka's dad, I think. Ah, uh, they don't say that explicitly. Ah. So that's the thing, which, watching more episodes, you know exactly where Death Scythe came from and how he met Maka's mum. Uh, let's, let's talk about this trash boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he berates Sol for being partners with Maka, and then when Sol says, yeah, but she's got a flat chest, so why do I care? He goes on a rant about, why don't you have a boner over my daughter? Yeah. You asshole, I thought you were a man. Yeah, he literally Trump rages at him. Like, my daughter's so hot! <laughs> 
And I'm I'm so glad like he isn't redeemed. Oh, he, he gets better, but like they never just outright say we forgive you for this awful bullshit. No, no, fuck this guy. Plus, death like beats the ever living shit out of him. Well, see, I could watch that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I could watch more of this if that's if that's the case. Uh, but yeah, um, and then Maka. Straight up goes like, yeah, I'm never going to call you dad. I'm never going to consider you dad. And he freaks out and cries and runs away, basically. Mm -hmm. And that is the worst character in the show. Yeah. Yeah. We get get some really cool groundwork for uh, Maka's character, especially like what happens later on in the big fight. Basically her reaction to her dad. And it sets up a lot of cool stuff for her. So then we hit the title card, which is... Resonance of the Soul. Will Soul Eater become a Death Scythe in the first episode when we're just introducing this concept to you? Might have added a little bit at the end there. <laughs> yeah, it maybe maybe a little bit of supposition there at the end. <laughs> so when we come back from that, we have Marker and Soul trying to find a witch to kill and devour the soul of. Yes. And we come across a pumpkin house. Oh, so dumb. So dumb. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the witch Blair? Oh, <laughs> okay. Like, so oh, she's basically the embodiment of fan service. If anything, like that's kind of her project to be fan service incarnate. This witch named Blair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I proudest moment, but I had to go for it. So. We're introduced to this character, and but of course, she's magically making a brush scrub her as she's taking a bubble bath, and she's busy basically twerking in the tub, getting her back scrubbed. Is that scrubbed. what you call that? Uh, she's shaking some ass for sure. There, there's a lot of ass shakage going on while she's getting her back scrubbed by magical servant brush, <laughs> because fan service bullshit. <laughs> So Soul crashes in through the window and reacts like any normal human being would do. Or a weapon? I'm confused. Are weapons humans? Weapon- I know the answer to this. Weapon boy. But <laughs> it's, it's an interesting thought. But he, like, crashes through the window, lands in the bath with her, and um, proceeds to bleed, like, a lot. Yeah, he, he kind of has, like, a brain hemorrhage that pours out his nose. <laughs> Welcome to the nose bleeding when sexy things occur, Trump Travis. Yeah, that's that's... <laughs> It's dumb and gross. Very weird and far too prevalent. Well, I don't, I don't understand, and I, I, I want to be there for the first person that pitched the idea. I want to be in on that meeting, like where they were just like, "Okay, so I'm gonna do this thing where this guy's gonna perv out on this girl, and he's perving so hard that he literally like ruptures blood vessels in his body, like, cause that's not, I don't know." Uh, I've never seen anything so hot or attractive that I've literally spouted blood from my body. Maybe I'm just missing out and there's a next level out there, but I don't think so. (laughs) I think because, like, I've looked this up because it's a trope that happens all the time. You're like, where does this come from? And I think the basis of it is, is kind of like blood rushing to the head, blushing sort of thing. Well, that blood has to go somewhere, so we visualize, visualize it. Even then, it's not a good explanation, like at all. Yeah, no, fuck off. <laughs> no. <laughs> not my anime trope. <laughs> Wimp is spared as uh, Marker jumps in and Blair gets dressed. 
And while Marker and Sol are arguing, they get hit with her special attack, Pum Pum Pumpkin Cannon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> remember that name. You're going to hear it a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's even singing in the bathroom, and all it is is like, Pum Pum Pumpkin, I'm a pumpkin. Da da da, magic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's it. She she's she's real on brand. That's all we can say. She's re- she's very on brand. She's sexy and she likes pumpkins. That's all you need to know about this character. We're done now. Yeah, <laughs> it's over. Presentation complete. So we see them get defeated by uh, the pumpkin cannon. Yes, uh, and then we cut to uh, a good old trash boy in a hostess club. That's what I thought was going on, but I wasn't sure if he was just trying, uh, like, he was just straight up out with two girls, like, being a swanging cat. <laughs> like, I wouldn't put it past him. He's a trash boy. <laughs> but we get uh, more exposition about Marka's mum, uh, delivered by these two hostesses, that, oh, he cheated on her, and she, like, peaced out, because who wants to deal with that shit? Which is, it's weird that these hostesses just randomly have this information because we're to give it no no like back information uh, apparently this is a famous thing because just random hostesses know well he is the death side he is death's weapon he is a prominent figure so it's not exactly too hard to imagine that like people know about okay his life. i wasn't sure where exactly there's only one death scythe at a time uh, or he's literally just there's there's questions that are raised that aren't necessarily answered that you kind of want in that this first episode i'll definitely say that okay because they leave thing that they say things but they never answer questions that they raise by saying it and they don't even feel like bits that are plot points necessarily so much as how does how does this world work there are there are a few how does this world work questions that just don't get answered in this first episode when they're trying to introduce you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. They get answered literally in the end two thirds of the anime. <laughs> wow, because that's how you write a story. Yep. You throw random shit out and then you explain it at the end. That's a story. Just ask William Shakespeare. <laughs> wait, wait, no. <laughs> So, yeah, they're, they're talking about, we get a lot of information about Marka's mother, which, for people who have seen the rest of this show, we never get anything on her. But the manga is way better than the ending, so maybe go find that. Oh yeah? You've read the manga, huh? Yeah, uh, I've only read the ending of the manga, because the actual ending of the show, spoilers, is so fucking disappointing. <laughs> That's weird that you've only ever read the end. That's, like, a very specific thing. Yeah, because the ending is bullshit. Ah, okay, so you sought it out when you were like, this can't be how this works. Yeah, yeah. Fair fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. So, let, let's get back to what I'm going to call what, I don't know, how familiar are you with classic Warner Brothers, uh, like, Wile E. Coyote cartoons? Because this next little bit Kind of feels like a Wile E. Coyote cartoon where they're chasing after Blair and doing the dumbest things. And Blair's just like, mm, now I'm going to defeat you now. I'm so glad you explained it that way because that's kind of the best. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like these two just continue arguing about inane bullshit about like how to deal with this, and every time Blair is just there, like, "Oh hey, I've been here the whole time." Bang. Yeah. <laughs> and pumpkin bomb to the face. And we get we get that a couple of times, and we get a graphic saying like, "The next day, the next next day," with like pumpkins becoming gradually more like exasperated exactly doesn't it feel doesn't it feel a little roadrunner-ish yeah it does i mean just like your own stupidity is defeating you and but your your tenacity is making mm-hmm. it keep come coming back Ugh. so then we hit the third round <laughs> the third round Ooh, third time's a charm yeah we kind of cut back into uh what is the city even called i want to say it's just called death city it's something like that. Japan is the best at naming conventions. <laughs> Can we just establish this now? They hold the title forever and ever. What's the name of the city? It's City. So the name is City City? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh... We cut back into the town where we get to see more of this architecture, which I fucking love. It's kind of weird mashup of Victorian and cartoon anime like it's weird as hell i love it (laughs) it is weird it's almost a little jarring uh for me the the non-consistent not even just in architectural style but like the drawing style of how these things are represented are different it's it's literally like a mishmash like here you guys work on these buildings and then in this cell you guys work on these buildings I do, like, I love that it is that kind of, like, it has similar, I'm not an aesthetics person. I don't know how to describe the things I'm talking about. The (laughs) style, the style in which, the way in which it is drawn is similar, but the style and the aesthetics are so jarring and dissimilar that it creates, like, a really unique world that really needs more explanation of how things got this way. Someone will understand vaguely what I'm talking about, or the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> I hope. Uh, well, well, you hope. Yeah, it's it definitely, like you said, it's, it's jarring and feels like I need an explanation why this is, because it's a very interesting choice that feels like it needs an explanation. Because if you don't have one, then it's just a, a weird for the sake of being weird. Which, nah, I'm no longer an angsty teen. I I don't subscribe to that. Just like, yeah, man, I'm such an outsider. I'm just going to be weird for the sake of being weird. No, give me, give me a point. Do something creative with that that isn't just like Jackson Pollock, I'm drunk and bullshit, uh, splatter, bu- uh, meh, kind of stuff. So we have a big fight. Yeah, um, which we've been trying to get to for a while, but we've been too up our own ass to actually uh, accomplish the fight so far. But here it is, folks. The Witch Blair versus Maka and Soul. Let's do this. So we see a lot more of Blair's power than just, like, shooting spectral pumpkins at people. Like, apparently she can control her clothing. Like, she lashes out with her sleeves and... The top of her hat, which has an adorable face. <laughs> <laughs> of course it does. It's just very good. And during this fight, like, Marker and Soul are arguing with each other, and 
Blair makes a proposition of, hey, Saul, you should, like, totally hang out with me. I'll use you as a weapon. Leave this silly girl. Oh, damn. You know what? We should have actually mentioned at this point that this bit has been foreshadowed for a minute because which Blair has been kind of trying to hit and pick up on Soul pretty much the whole time. <clears throat> like, oh, hey, you're a really cool weapon boy. Come be my weapon boy, weapon boy. <laughs> she likes them weirdly young, apparently. Oh, man, that's not like a trope or anything in, in anime. I've never seen anything that feels pedophilic. I'm sure they're of legal age. <laughs> Distinctly legal age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like saying that someone's not related by blood. It's they're of legal age. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a big goddamn cop-out is what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> so so we hit an act break, and then we go into... Apparently, after fleeing this bar, being all like, Ah, oh, I'm the worst human being. Marker's dad, whose name we haven't said, is just Death Scythe. Yeah. Apparently, once you become a Death Scythe, your name is that's Death Scythe. That's your name, yeah. It's a title and a name. After running out there distraught about what they were saying about his uh, sis, uh, about his daughter, like, now he's just super chipper on the idea of going back there and hanging out with more women. And then he sees that Marker is getting fucked up. And yeah. he really, really wants to help. We get a little bit of discourse between Death and Death Scythe about you know, this is them being tested like we can't step in. Begrudgingly, Trash Boy, like, relents and just starts watching. And then this moment that has been foreshadowed for oh so long occurs. <laughs> oh so long. So, she, uh, she makes the offer, once again, the proposition, you know, come, come be my weapon. Uh, you know, I'll never ban you, blah, 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 whatever. Just, hey, uh boy that bleeds from your nose every time you see me, even in a partial state of undress. Which is gross. You should go to a doctor about that. Maka, <laughs> you've got you've got a, or a soul, I'm sorry. Soul, you have a real issue, buddy. A real issue that I'm feeling that medicine might be able to solve. It's just brain aneurysms. Like, people, <laughs> people in anime, like, can't comprehend hotness, so it's just stroke, nosebleed, or death. Oh, Oh, so so you've got like not very long, buddy. I don't know if you've this, <laughs> but like you might want to get to work on that because next time you see a hot girl, you're pretty much dead. It's fine. <laughs> Never comes up again. Never. Anyways, blasted onto the roof. Um, soul transforms back from a scythe into a human, gripping Maka's hand. And then just straight up kind of lets her go and fall into a pile of trash. Say that he's Well, her dad's go... house. Yeah. And he's going to go be uh, Blair's weapon. And now we launch into the montage of Men Are the Worst. Well, yeah, before that, like, Marcus' dad is like, Oh, yeah, you totally leave my daughter alone. Oh, she has a really nice body. Yeah, you could be my smack. Yeah. It's so cathartic seeing death, like, break this dude's skull repeatedly. <laughs> Soul decides that she he's going to stand with Blair, and we do get this speech of men are literally the worst because all of them cheat all of the time and they are trash. 
Yeah. Which, to be fair, Marka's experience of men are basically her dad and Soul. Which, Soul has not been real cheaty. He's just a shitty teen that thinks he's the best thing ever. Yeah, he's in love and doesn't understand what a boner is. Ah. Uh, but he's very confident in how he is the best. He is the coolest. Yes. He's so cool. He has a motorcycle. He's cool. Yeah. He plays jazz piano. He's cool. And everything else is just whatever. Whatever. Whatever, man. <laughs> so. So this, yeah, this is a really cool bit because, um. Yeah, I I, I was going to say, this is one of my favorite little bits of the show. Is we get, we get a little background on Maka and her relationship with males in general. But also, rather than just being a trash anime where literally all men are just cheaty and shitty we learned this that this was in fact a ploy <gasps> a that, ruse ah gunning ruse hoisted by his petard she was <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> i really like the scene with marker that she is kind of she is aware of all of this going on and it has like the strength to then use it as a weapon essentially Hmm. Okay, I'm, I I I am a fan of this. Uh, so yeah, like Soul, like it's revealed that this was their plan all along, and Soul half turns into a scythe, and Maka grabs his hand, and he goes full scythe and cuts Blair in half. And then we get another Soul appearance. A chewy, chunky, lumpy Soul. Just that, that is not pleasant to swallow. That can't be pleasant to swallow. I know he's smiling with his weird shark teeth. <laughs> but no. No, that just... Oh, it looks so thick. It, it'd be like drinking a glass of gravy. That just doesn't sound pleasant to anybody, right? I'm sure there's somebody out there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fetish. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I've seen seen behind your paywall, Joe. I know what your fetish is. I know what several of your fetishes are. And you know what? You be you, man. Fantastic. But it's a little weird, too. How dare you? Uh, So meanwhile, Soul has gained ultimate power. Or not. Or not. See, here's one of those other things where they didn't bother to explain how a lot of the rules work until bullshit plot device. (laughs) Because we can't have our characters achieving ultimate power in episode one. It gets real boring after that, you guys. So guess what? Yeah, Witch Blair, not actually a witch, turns out. Fuck, and did you know that if you eat that 100 soul and it's not a witch soul, that you, quote, fingers fail, and now you go back to zero? All of your shit gets confiscated. The, the, that rule wasn't explained at all until just right now. Just dropped on us, boom. That part, I'm like, oh, that... That's the most forced plot device. No, they say it during the call earlier. That, that if you don't get it, or if it's not a witch soul... That if you fail, then all of your 99 Kishin souls will be confiscated, which is why Marka then has that line repeated in her head. The thing is that, like, failure seems pretty tenuous here. They defeated their opponent. Uh, what what rates of success? They murdered a cat. Cat ain't a witch. I don't know. Some of the Puritans thought they were for a minute. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I don't know. 
this show is going to definitely have a lot of dumb moments. That it 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 telegraphs it way early. Mm-hmm. I know it, and they do things for goofs. And we didn't talk about like I didn't yell about any of the fan service, but there's a lot of really fan servicey moments that not my favorite. Although they're not as bad as some of the shows we've watched, like. This is kind of fan service as an afterthought rather than this is what we're doing. Yeah, this is this is fan service as the supposed explanation of why fan service rather than just the entire show being fan service itself. Yeah. So it doesn't feel as bad. I'm still not a fan. Don't think I'm ever I don't think I'm ever going to hop on that train. But doesn't feel as bad, so I'm okay with that. And so yeah, we we are now reset so fuck us. Uh, we're starting from the beginning. This is like a thirteen ghosts of Scooby Doo bullshit uh, journey. <laughs> that is an excellent poll. I love it. Yeah. So in all of this commotion, like a cat rocks up with a fucking witch hat on. It's like, damn it, Blair, you're supposed to be dead. Cats have nine souls, my dude. Uh, yeah. Is she a, re- uh, a recurring character? I really hope that she is. Just, just being the shitty. I'm gonna just tell you the obvious and be an asshole to you kind of character. That's basically her whole shtick. Boom! Got it. <laughs> Love it. Now Witch Cat Blair is my favorite character. I'm sorry, Soul. <laughs> Fuck you. Witch Cat Blair for life. So then Soul and Marco ride away on Soul's motorcycle, which he has. Because he's the coolest, don't you know? And then we get to the best, the best part of the show, man. The outro music is so good! No, there was a bit before that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go, 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 go. So, are you ready to learn about the second worst character? Because he's fucking awful and I hate him and I want him to die and sometimes I feel like he's so much worse than Maka's dad because he's so infuriating and shows up far more often than he should, more often than Maka's dad, and I fucking hate him the same reason I fucking hate Naruto. Go on. <laughs> So the next episode is Black Star's episode. Skip it, not worth watching. Any scene with Black Star. Skip it, he's fucking awful and gives nothing to the story. Tsubaki's kind of cool. And then we hear the ending music. Which is the best! Oh, it's so good. It's some old school Japanese punk rock. Honestly, this reminds me of my... And believe it or not, I've actually... I, I'm i one of the few Americans that can say I had a Japanese pogo punk phase where I was really into some... Some really obscure Japanese bands with such brilliant songs as one, two, three, four, fucking fuck. That that mm-hmm. is a real song. Look it up. Uh Yeah, the the ending music is super good. And they choose like this they choose the same art style, but the coloring is a bit more again, I don't know aesthetics, but like it looks like watercolored, like it's less cartoony and much more It's muted. Art it's a, it's, a, it, it's a muted color palette versus what you're going to get in the anime, for sure. Yeah, but it's cool. There's, like, a lot of explosions and stuff. And yeah! It's fun. Good times. Good times had by all. And Japanese punk rock! <laughs> it's a really good track as well. Yeah! I'm going to have to look up who did that. Curious. It's uh, Stance, uh, Stance Punks, I think. Oh, wow. I don't know them. That's <laughs> that's unusual. I can check my notes. Uh, fair enough. It, it, it doesn't matter for right now. Let, let's roll. Let's roll. And then, yeah, we get another fucking next time on where you hear Blackstar's fucking voice and I hate him and he should die forever. And again, Tsubaki's rad and doesn't deserve this. And that was Solia. <laughs> it's amazing. So good. Ah. 
Look, I feel like an awful human being because sometimes I'm far more mad at Blackstar than I am Marka's dad. <laughs> and I know I should, as a standpoint, be mad at Marka's dad, but I just find myself hating Blackstar more because he's every shonen trope I hate. And although they try to make a parody out of it, it's still that character and I fucking hate him. <laughs> okay, so that said... That's Soul Eater episode one. Yeah, what did you think overall? Overall, there's some really dumb parts that I kind of hate, but I love Soul as like shitty teen, I'm awesome, yeah, whatever guy. I don't think this is gonna, this is gonna be a turn your brain off and just watch because it's gonna be dumb. There's gonna be a lot of dumb stuff here, like a whole bunch of dumb stuff. But we're also going to see the 13 ghosts, or 99... <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, what were the name of the demon spirits again? Kishin. The 99 Kishin of Scooby-Doo. I love that you say this show is dumb, because, like, I I watched the full show, like, a while back, and I really, really enjoy this show. Yeah. I remember the dumb stuff, like, now that you're saying it, like, oh yeah, there is some really fucking dumb stuff. There is <laughs> yeah. also moments where I'm just, like, bawling my eyes out because Krona is so pure, and I love them. I don't know what that is other than a monetary uh, denomination, a kroner. Uh, they have the saddest backstory, and it makes me cry every time. But we didn't talk about that, because that would have been just, like, a bit too much for you. To be like, yeah, here's, here's all this stuff that happens, and also, Medusa is the worst mum. That's it. Like, you didn't hate it, but dumb stuff. I didn't hate it. I'd watch more of this. I, I'd be curious to see where it goes and to watch the shitty teenness of uh, Death Scythe to be a <laughs> soul. Yeah. Awesome. Um, this, this was like the water of anime because there were some good parts and there was some real dumb stuff and they balanced each other out into neutrality, which I don't hate water. Water, water is life-giving. I, I hope that our next show perhaps yeah. gets... A stronger ending reaction from you. Oh, man. I don't know if that means positive or negative, but I guess we'll see. So, is it is it that time that you want me to do the thing? Do that thing. Next time on WTF Anime. So, like I said earlier, all of our Halloween selections are coming from you, the audience. So this pick comes from former guest of the show, James Fletcher. Oh, okay. And came on and did Gundam with us and got us to watch uh, uh, the big O. I was about to say big hero O, and I know that's wrong. That's incorrect. You got to, we got to watch Batman Noir uh, because of James. So, next episode, I think I'm just going to say episode one of this because I've never watched it. We're going to be watching Rosario Vampire. Rosario Vampire. Okay, uh, guess we'll, we'll see where this journey takes. Actually, you know what? This is going to be great, because he did this to us last time, too, mm -hmm. when he suggested Big O, and neither one of us had seen it, and that is one of my favorite reviews with you, because we were both experiencing it for the first time and hashing it out. Yep. So I guess we'll see where this goes. Yeah, uh, uh thank you and, and or fuck you or, you know, good, good pick, James. I don't know what's about to happen, but one of those <laughs> options is yours. Not for your choosing, we'll tell you. <laughs> so, I mean, on, on that note, uh, I think it's time for business. Yeah, let's do some business. 
So, if you would like to get some more updates from the show and uh, find out when we're releasing new episodes, you can follow us at WTF Anime Show on the Twitter, and you can email us, uh, email us. God, I'm sorry, my words so bad today. On WTF Anime Show at gmail.com. Uh, use both those avenues to let us know if you would like to become a guest on the show or recommend us anime that we can watch and Travis can suffer through and we can meet the worst characters and it'd be super great. Actually, got a few emails through, uh, so I'm looking forward to getting those guest spots ready. Oh, really? You, you haven't even mentioned that before. Awesome. I haven't. I look forward. There's a surprise for you. (laughs) I I look forward to talking to you, mystery guests. (laughs) Or maybe you're the worst. Mystery guest. Spooky. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. And yeah. For anything else, you can follow me on Twitter at the Joe Hadfield for other stuff. I'm sure there's other things I usually put in there. It's been a while since we've recorded. It has. Travis, where can they find you? You can find me on the Twitters at Dicelobber. D-I-C-E-L-O-B-B-E-R. And if you're going to tweet at WTF Anime and you want me part of that conversation, be sure to tag me as well because I do not run the other tag. Uh, so there's that. Uh, while we're at it, if you like what we do, you enjoy what we're uh, we're putting out here, why don't you go to whatever pod receptacle where you get our show from and uh, leave us a review? Spread the world. Uh, wow. Spread the world. That's what I just said. Spread the word. <laughs> Let people know about us. We, we love interacting with you and uh, we want more people to interact with because we're whores like that. Uh, so, yeah. Absolutely. And... Portia is the one who gave us the recommendation for this show. Uh, she is also the first ever person to live tweet us. And uh, if you would like to live tweet us or tag something in a hashtag, I don't understand how Twitter works apart from people at me. Use the hashtag WTF Anime Show. Yeah, it's real good. Otherwise, you get to retweet bots of weird things that happen in anime. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Also, when you vaguely tweet about shows that you're about to record here, sometimes, like, Trump supporters or Trump support bots pick you up, and then a whole bunch of right-wingers retweet your stuff, and it gets weird. It gets really weird. It does. It does. That's a thing that has happened to me, and it made me laugh real hard. So I think that's it. Yeah. What's what's the spookiest way we could send off this episode? Uh, do you just want to drop in, like, the, the, uh, the psycho, uh, violin sting and just end it? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Come on. No, I think you just doing it will be the ending. Okay. Ha <laughs> ha. Ah, all right, the poor psycho version done by Travis. Yeah. Bye. Good night, bitch. <laughs> well, bye. Who knows? I don't know, fuck it.